to a special pre-draft edition of Between the Horns. I'm JB along with Maurice Jones-Drew and DeMarco Farr. We are presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers as always and welcome to the Hollywood Hills and our Rocket Mortgage Rams Draft House. It is such a special occasion and someone wore a blazer. I'm, I'm, I mean, <laughs> I thought this is more of a dress down type of thing, Jay. JB, but uh, someone's over here Look trying to prove are, the point. Man. Come on, now. you got to put on a sport coat sometimes. Yeah. This is the first time we've all been together yeah. since the second Sunday in February at SoFi Stadium. So our communication apparently has broken down since <laughs> we'll have to get it right for <laughs> One time Friday only. One time only. and Saturday <laughs> draft coverage. It's great to see you all. Good to see you. Before yes. we get to uh, the draft material and needs and hopes uh, for less need for Sean McVay, and your defending world champion Los Angeles Rams. Uh, I want to ask you about On the Clock. Do you have a chance to see the uh, short film that the, the Rams put together? I want to see the whole movie, man. I mean, that's that's some cool stuff. I, I thought it was great. Uh, what a way. You know, I keep saying this. It's good to be the king, right? Only Chance can put out something like that. That was that was awesome. That was great. And you're a film aficionado, too. That was really well done. Some of your favorite uh, Hollywood personalities in there. I keep asking people that were in it, what was the direction? What was your motivation in this scene? But it was awesome, man. That was like, that's so Hollywood and so championship. You're probably over at NFL Network when that thing landed. You feel the buzz? Oh, yeah. Uh, Andrew Siciliano was all excited about it, talked about it. They showed it on air. I just love Van was in a van. (laughs) And then my only question is, why isn't DeMarco... In that, I mean, you could have been Coming like, soon. The, you could have been like, it's like Ocean Eight, like yeah, you could have yeah. been like the old timer that came back in, Coming Ocean soon. Thirteen, like, hey, Stay this tuned. is how we did it. <laughs> Stay <know>? tuned. <laughs> so you actually uh, led me to my preliminary question, which was, if they were to do a trailer about the uh, Rams radio team, who would you want playing you <sighs> in that short film? Wow, Denzel, no doubt. He Good beat one. you to it. Uh, <laughs> I'll take Tyrese again. Why not? No, you, oh, Tyrese. The, Ra- the Rock could do a good Demarco. Yeah, no, yeah. he's too cut up. The Rock. You saw him at the Super Bowl. There's That's no what way. made me think. There's of it. no I mean, way. That was yeah. a beautiful thing. You two standing side by side. You like twins. Well, one of us had double digit body fat. It was wasn't him. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> How about this place? First impression? Oh, geez. Wow. That looks normal. I mean, that looks like it's been there. The Eric Dickerson. I mean, and I love these shots over here. You got the Cooper Cup or the Matthew Stafford Cup. That might be the pass and the catch right there. But wow, my goodness. I thought this was Maurice's house. No, it's not. (laughs) Stop it. For two or three days after this whole draft is done, it might be. Possibly. But I literally walked around and saw every inch of this house. Uh, Yeah, I may be trying to find a way to make it happen. Well, this, uh, the moment in the calendar kind of brings us full circle, right? So much mm-hmm. of the Rams strategy has been built on how they utilize first-round draft capital. And once again, here mm-hmm. in 2022, they will not be selecting in the first round. They won't be drafting as it stands until outside the 100 late tomorrow night. Does the uh, Lombardi Crazy. Trophy validate all? Does that make everything right? Well, doesn't it, though? I, I mean, think so. Is what we're out there battling for? I mean, yeah, when you, are, when you win the championship, that's it. That means your plan is the best or you have the best players. Mm-hmm which means your plan was good. But I mean, uh, I remember in years past, this was the biggest thing on your calendar. Uh, You know, what guy you're gonna draft with number one, number two, number three. I mean, it's fun for now, but it stinks. That means your your fall stunk. So this is great. Um, We're not sure what the Rams are gonna do at, you know, picking after pick 100, but you are the defending champs. Everybody is chasing you up the hill right now. So this is where every team wants to be, hands down. A year ago, the price for Matthew Stafford services seemed pretty steep. Now I think it's a bargain. Don't right? you think? Oh. Yeah, absolutely. I mean, who wouldn't want to trade places with the Rams right now? And I, I just said this coming in when I saw Matthew Stafford, that picture. Wow. 
Uh, how great is it that you don't have to worry about finding a quarterback this time of year? You've got the guy, and he mm-hmm. just delivered for you. I, you know, this, this is an enviable position for the Ram, that, that the Rams are in right now. Do you feel like they are being followed? Do you think oh, no the, the blueprint is out or are other teams trying? This is um, – actually, I had this conversation. I forgot with who. It was a couple of days ago. It was like soccer and the transfer, right, where guys are getting transferred. You have to pretty mm-hmm. much buy your team to build it up to play. Well, the Rams have been doing that for the last couple of years, and they, it worked. And so now you see the Buffalo Bills do it. The whole AFC West has done it. Uh, the Miami Dolphins are doing it. I mean, teams are following suit. Because you have to be able to compete. And you, the only way you can compete is with great players on the field. The Rams figured, hey, having a Matthew Stafford, is there a guy like this going to come out in the draft? No. No. A Von Miller? No. No. Right? And so why continue to try to hit this crapshoot every year? Maybe yeah. you get a guy, maybe you don't. When in the later rounds, you can get a guy, and he has a little bit more time to develop and become a player for you. I will, I just, but I, I don't think we'll ever see that sort of guy in Matthew Stafford, where he is that good on a team that's not very good. You know what I mean? Like, the equivalent would be trying to get Aaron Rodgers out of Green Bay, except he's winning there. So he's never leaving Green Bay unless he wants to. That is like it, it was a one-time thing. You've got a great quarterback. Russell Wilson just did it. A great team. Well, we'll see what happens with Russell Wilson. But he, I mean, he just yeah. left. He, did, he, was, he won a Super Bowl there. He just you're right. you're, you're going to start to see it because certain teams know that with with this great quarterback comes a great price, right? right? Not only uh, draft capital, but actual money, right? I have to pay him a lot of money, and then we have to be able to kind of develop around the cap. You'll see more of it. I think you will. Yeah. Um, you know, like we said, Russell Wilson did it. You're, you'll to see. To win a Super Bowl in year one? That's what I mean. That's This but, is a special moment with a special guy. It is. But look That's the, why the price tag to me like is like. It, but look it, what it, the Broncos are. Yeah. The Broncos are doing the exact same thing that the Rams True. did. Yeah, and yeah. guess who else is doing it? The Raiders have done it. Yeah. The, the Chargers have done well. it. The Chargers just did it with a, with a rookie quarterback, right? They they yeah. traded the farm to get Khalil Mack, right, and in free agency. So people are starting to do it, and, and they expect the competition to be heavier and tougher. And who was the first team to do this, though? We're gonna, let's, you guys want to forget? Who? Tampa. Tampa oh, went right. and got Tom. Yeah. But that's that's he wanted to leave New England. I mean, that's what I mean. Like Detroit, not very good. Stafford was great. He moves on. Right. Uh, if you have a great quarterback and you're winning, chances are that guy's not leaving. That's yeah. what I'm saying. This doesn't happen a lot. And, and a couple um, perceptions I think that need to be debunked. Yeah. First of all, this all started with a day one pick. If you don't have Aaron Donald, no. I the the plan can't be set in motion in the first right. place. I right? read your article. That's the first thing. I'm like, I circled that. You're absolutely right. He's the foundation. And sometimes you have to make that pick. You have to be in a position where you can get a guy like Aaron, but this is different. He's already here without him. All this stuff doesn't matter. So, yeah. let's, Aaron wasn't even the first pick in the first round. Yeah. He wasn't the Rams' first pick. He wasn't the Rams' first pick, right? So, what I love about what has come is that Les Need and Shamiva, they've, they've kind of moved and maneuvered their way through this whole process, mm-hmm. right? You, had, you came in with Jared Goff as the first overall pick. You kind of got things rolling with Todd Grill. The offense was moving. You brought in Robert Woods, Andrew Whitworth. You kind of started to solidify things. And as you saw where you can go, okay, we got to the championship, but we just didn't have enough. Yeah. So now we maneuver again to, okay, we're going to trade. We're going to do this blockbuster trade and make it happen. And then after a Houston game where you blow, you pretty much beat the Texans to sleep and then you let them come back in the fourth quarter, you go and make another trade for Von Miller. Then you sign Odell Beckham Jr. They've always continued to maneuver through things. And they've always gave yeah. everything a chance. Where a lot of GMs, a lot of teams are going to say, Odell, hmm. for him to clear waivers, if I was Jacksonville, I'm signing Odell. Regardless, because yeah. that's a playmaker out there that, I can, that we need, right? But they didn't want to do it.
So a lot of teams pass on a lot of these guys that the Rams made moves for. It wasn't just that Stafford was just available to the Rams. I'm sure if other teams would have called, they could have made that move as well. So is the Rams were they had enough gall or that Texas could afford it to to go and make yeah. pull the trigger. Yeah. But then also the fact that they've maneuvered through a lot of things since they've been here. I'm so glad Les stayed, cra- stayed crazy as he got smarter as a GM. Because, I mean, you've got to be crazy to pull off some of these trades and mm. all these moves. Because everyone says, like, at some point this is going to come back and bite you in the butt. And it probably will. Who knows? But as of right now, you're defending champs, so it's working. So as he's gotten better and, I guess, more bold, I'm glad he keeps that wild side of him. Well, to, to bring it back to draft weekend and what they hope to do uh, here in the Hollywood Hills, for every move for a Vaughn Miller, there's a Bryson Hopkins who's called upon in an unlikely mm. moment. Uh, for every trade for a Matthew Stafford, there's a Nick Scott who comes through and becomes a dynamic force on the back end of your defense. Those are all players who were picked either on day three or even beyond in college free agency. Kendall Blant, another one that comes yeah. to mind. Darius Williams from Baltimore uh, released right. uh, after that first training camp. So I had a few notes on McVeigh and Snead partnership, how successful they've been together despite mm-hmm. not having a first round selection. And a lot of it has come from day two and day three and, and college free agents. How about going back to 17, right? Cooper Cup, the hit, the home run of that class. Their first five selections all have second contracts in the league. That doesn't, that doesn't happen very often. No. That, that's here or elsewhere, that's successful. Nine players from the 18 draft class are still on NFL rosters. Wow. wow. And, and, and that's another kind of myth that needs to be debunked is they drafted nine times in 2018. Well, right, so who's the player that's on the Jets right now that, that's balling? Um, that was here, DA. Defensive tackle. Oh, yeah. tackle. Franklin John Myers. Franklin Myers, yeah. Yeah, yeah. I mean, you, you, he was, he's so good that he couldn't fit here. I'm still mad he's not here. Whatever reason, he should still be here. I mean, yeah. ahead, I'm sorry. <laughs> no, you're good. I, the top seven picks of the 19 group yeah. are still with the you know, Rams and started at least one game for the Rams last year on their run to the Super Bowl. I was going to ask you this. Huge. I'll ask you now. Um, it's easier to pick the lower you get than it is to go after one guy in the first round. Is that what I'm hearing? Um, the values are on the pick below the first round. I mean, I, you get so many. I think is it's, what I'm hearing? I think it's less than the value. It's the time, right? Because you got to understand when you draft the number one overall pick, yeah. what do they put? They're expected to come and change your franchise Fran- right yeah. away. The face of but the franchise. Number two is like, uh, he's a couple days less. And the further down you have time to develop these guys instead of really pushing them out there. Hmm. Nick Scott, for example. Oh. That, we talked about that on the, like, he was just a pure special teams guy. Literally, that's all he was. You go to practice, he'd work out with the safeties, but his periods didn't come unless they were doing punt, mm-hmm. kickoff, kickoff return, or punt return. Like, it was special teams guy. But because he was being developed as a DB the whole time, that when his, his, na- his name or his number was called, he was able to step up and make a play. If he was a first-round draft pick, he'd have been labeled a bust. Does that make mm. sense? Yeah. So because he's later on, you have more time to develop these guys. And as the staff, they, they're continuing to develop these, these back-end guys who are being better, and that's smart because I'm not getting the label of he has to play now, he has to be this guy. Jason Smith, for example, the, the, the tackle you guys oh had of the Baylor. Oh, my God, yes. He probably would have been better off being the third-round pick, but because he was the first overall pick for you guys or number two or whatever it was, he was expected to come in and be Orlando. Well, when drafting a tackle, just make sure he's played in the three-point stance at least once. <laughs> see? I mean, you I'm just saying. But if he had time to develop to get into a three-point stance, he might have been good. I love the guy. But but he's always in the two-point. I mean, and you, that's your first guy. But anyway, go ahead. No, I just can't yeah. wait to see uh, who the next Jordan Fuller might be. Yeah, no doubt. Of, yeah. Out you know, of this year's draft. Nick possibly. Scott, I have to say this. All those violent collisions we saw at the end of the year. When Two he, biggest hits in the postseason. Without a flag. When are you ever going to see that again? 
a guy that's that violent, that hit, I mean, hits that like on Debo that aren't flagged, that are technically sound, full speed hits. I mean, award winning. Award winning. Give him credit. So, yeah, we always thought, what's he going to look like when he plays safety for the first time? I think we just saw a taste of it. Now, He's going to have to continue that. Yeah. Well, we got competition at that position, oh, which lot. I love. Good. I think that yeah. is the other thing the Rams have done. They've done a phenomenal job of drafting a year ahead, too. Yeah. Guys that, why would you draft him this year? Well, John Johnson's leaving mm -hmm. next year, so we want to make sure we get a guy in now or two guys in now for that position. Well, let me take that cue then, because in 2022, notable starters entering their contract's final year include a couple of defensive tackles. Greg Gaines, Ashawn Robinson. Let's go. A couple of offensive tackles, Rob Havenstein, Bobby Evans. A oh couple boy. of safeties, Taylor Rapp and Nick Scott, who we mentioned. Offensive guard, David Edwards. Running back, Daryl Henderson. Corner, David Long Jr., just to touch on a few. Now, contract extensions can always change that dynamic. But to your point, okay, based off of that, where do you feel like a need might be? Well, just a question. Bobby Evans, right? There's another job open now that Austin Corbett is gone, right? Mm -hmm. So... To me, I think he got passed up three times, right? Edwards took over for Boom. Austin Blythe took a job, and then Corbett came in and took a job. So there's another job open. Is this going to be the year for Bobby Evans? Because I can tell you this, size-wise, physicality, absolutely. Versatility, yeah, he's versatile. But if not now, then I don't know when that's going to happen. So this draft will tell me a whole lot about that, especially with that first pick in the third round, that compensatory pick. You may get some good alignment in that spot. If they're thinking interior guards, that tells me a lot about what they think. Also about defensive tackle. Um, I put some heat in that room behind Aaron Donald. I put some young guys in between Greg Gaines, Ashawn, and everybody else trying to look for reps in that rotation um, to make everybody take it up a notch behind Aaron. Absolutely, especially but, at that pick. But your they, point they, is Bobby Brown is there saying, because yeah, they anticipated they, Sebastian exactly. Joseph Day. Yeah. And, and, and they may anticipate one of these guys going. I mean, I don't know if you'll yeah. be able to sign Ashawn again. I don't, I don't, we don't know. But you're drafting a year ahead, right? And I think that's the most important thing is mm -hmm. that they've continued to be a step ahead uh, when, you know, People are saying, okay, I'm going to draft now because we don't have this guy. Yeah. They've drafted those guys last year who are getting reps, may not be playing, but you're getting those practice reps that are important. Okay, give me a position or two then that you're confident the Rams will address. Oh, edge rusher. Edge rusher for sure. I'm, look, this is the thing. You have to be able to affect the quarterback. And we saw what Aaron Donald and Von Miller and Leonard Floyd were able to do, right? With those three rushing the quarterback – I mean, calling the games, were, it was easy. I'm not going to lie. I was like, oh, oh, here we go, third and eight. Mm -hmm. Here it comes. <laughs> he was like, so you can't double team one. So I, I'm expecting them to try to go out and, and find one. I was telling DeMarco this on the phone that um, Fowler, Dante Fowler, I was like, yeah, he's yeah. out. Why not try to get him back for another year, mm. let him get a year, and then let him go get paid again, right? But that, that didn't work out. He ends up in Dallas. So you go get an edge rusher. And there's a ton of them in this draft. Uh, I think the other one, Possibly, I mean, I, we talked about guard. Um, corner. <laughs> yeah, I, but I just don't know. Yeah. The thing about corner is there's so many young guys that they've developed. I don't know if you're going to take corner with your, at that, that first pick. But to your point, I mean, Robert Rochelle steps in yes. for Darius Williams. You see how that aligns. Right. It wouldn't be – you can never draft enough corners. And no. this is no the doubt. time of year to go out and – Same as edge on this football team. Leonard Floyd is clearly your best outside linebacker. Give me your number two. Depends yeah, on the situation, it, depends on who you're playing, well, right? You know, Chris Garrett, we can talk about in a moment, yeah. uh, coming off a, a redshirt season. Your clear number two guy. Uh, Terrell just, Lewis, big summer yeah. for him. Depends on situation, who you're playing, mm -hmm. right? Uh, same with corner. Outside of Jalen Ramsey, who's your second best corner? 
There's a couple of different names. I'm going to go back there. to your previous yeah. question. I don't want to leave out Justin Hollins too, because oh, no you know there's a starter opposite Leonard. Yeah. At the if I'm of last facing a team that runs a lot of 12 two tight end sets, I want Hollins out there. Mm -hmm. If it's a pass rush situation, I may want somebody else with Floyd. Right. So it depends on who you're playing. But like I said, at that spot uh, in the draft, I just I don't know what his name is. The kid that used to play receiver, they moved into defensive end for one year, and he's. He's about to go in the top 100. He may be there. Some, some speed off the edge, and I never thought I would miss this. You're, you're going to miss Obo Okoronkwa. No question. At least that speed off the edge. Um, you're going to need somebody else outside of Florida that can bring it off the edge. Maybe you'll find that in the draft. Tight end may be a sneaky one, too, with that first pick, just because the tight end position has been – it's not the best, like, top-end way, but yeah. there are some deeper guys down the list. Obviously, you know, my boy down the street from UCLA definitely – fit in, but I, I also we have some, I'm just saying, I got to throw him out there. Um, but no, like, I, I think there's a, there's a couple ways the Rams could go, but even, even with that, they've done such a great job of developing mm -hmm. undrafted guys and, and late round guys that you still have room, right? It's not as if, oh, well, they're done if they don't do this. Like Bobby Everson can step in that guard and help better, out, right? Better. Justin Hollins can come in and be a, an outside Chris Garrett. They have depth there, but now it's adding guys that can come in and have it like, push that group a little bit more. Isn't this, this is Bobby's fifth season coming up, right? I think so. Fourth, Bobby fourth. Evans. Yeah, yeah, come on, man. I mean, it's, it's about time for you. I mean, like I said, you see him on game day, wow, he looks good getting off the bus. Time to put that in the lineup. Go be yeah, a starter. It was interesting. Last year, remember this time, everyone expected offensive line to be addressed. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. they thought the center of the future might be taken, uh, anticipating Andrew Whitworth maybe heading into retirement. They didn't touch it. They had a new offensive line coach. They doubled down on the group of 8 to 10 that they had in-house, and it worked out tremendously. Had one of the best performing offensive lines be all of 2021. If, if Witt pulls a Weddle. <laughs> I will be shocked I'll come back that. for a playoff run. But to, but to finish that thought, my, my yeah. expectation is that this is a good year yeah. to draft offensive linemen, yeah. not just yeah, because yeah. of need, but also future anticipations. I always My mind always circles back to last year's class during this year's draft mm -hmm. because the way the Rams – develop, like you said, they've been able to give people Sebastian Joseph Day redshirt years. And so there's a pretty good class of what I call redshirt freshmen coming off of last year. Some got starting opportunities, some got situational opportunities, some like Chris Garrett didn't play at all. So I'm going to give you the list, just refresh everyone's memory. And I want to know, who do you expect from the 21 class to take the biggest leap? Jake Funk. Oh, sorry. No, you're good. You're good. He, he was down there in the seventh round. Receiver 2-2 Atwell. Linebacker Ernest Jones. I think we all know that he's slated to start next Done. to Bobby Wagner. Bobby Brown, defensive interior. Robert Rochelle at corner. Jacob Harris, let's say receiver now officially. He was drafted as a tight end, but let's say receiver. Ernest uh, Brown, the fourth defensive end. There's Funk. That's the uh, seventh round at running back, Skoranek at receiver, and Chris Garrett at outside linebacker. So that, there's another robust class for a team that uh, is perceived to trade away all its draft picks. There's another good group of nine. Who do you expect to take a big step forward? Oof. Um, let me see that list again. I, I would, funk. You know what's going No, I'm going to say Rochelle. Yeah. I, I think it's important to have for him uh, to continue his growth, right? To have another tall, long corner opposite of Jalen Ramsey that you can trust. Um, you know, watching the Super Bowl and watching the, 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 the Tampa game and watching the Niners, Jalen was put on an island mm. by himself. Now, I've talked to people like, oh, he gave up some stuff. Yeah, that, he got cheated you're going to give up some stuff. That yeah. is, listen, when, you, when you're down. doing one-on-ones yeah. in a team game, you're going to give up some stuff. There's no safety slide to your side. There's none of that. Everybody's going to the other side. So he... You want to have the ability to be able to have the safety to help him out as well. You don't want him to have to be on 
top of his stuff all the time. You want to give him a rest period. It's kind of like a quarterback with a running game. If a quarterback has to throw the ball 70 times a game, he's always on it, then he's going to make mistakes. But if he has a chance to turn around and hand the ball off. So if Jalen can play a little cover, too, just know he has the flats. He's not always a press man. It helps out. I think let somebody else take the one guy. Yeah, let let somebody else take the one guy. So I think that is going to be huge, especially for the Rams to try to repeat and go back to the playoffs and be the the, uh, player, uh, the team that they want to be. He has to take a huge jump because Mm. two years ago, Darius Williams was that guy. Darius Williams could cover DK Metcalf. He could do those things. You saw Jalen kind of flourish a little bit more. Where last year, Darius was coming off the injury. It was a lot of, you know, he really wasn't the same player. Let's see if Rochelle can be that guy and they can make that defense better. I mean, he had freakish athleticism, but was thought to be raw, played at a lower level of college football. Mm-hmm. So the anticipation was it might take some time there. But you were with me in Seattle in week five. By yeah. that point in the season, despite a broken wrist during training camp, Ballin. he was ready to roll. Ball in that room must be competitive because they were all competitive and he was more competitive than I thought he would be. But when you see him on the field, I mean, I don't think any other player has hips as high as he does, like Jalen Ramsey. So they kind of look similar. Um, They look great out there playing together. And he was, like you said, on the rise before he got hurt. Did he get hurt doing a somersault in the end zone? Well, making a great special teams play. Yeah, Yeah, covering punts. Something like that. I mean, yeah, so I think you would have saw more of him had he not gotten hurt. So, yeah, I mean, Bobby Brown has to step up. There is a spot in the rotation now. Now, Marquise (laughs) Copeland isn't going away, a guy that when he played made some noise. Uh, is it Jonah Williams and Hoyt were the special teams guys, but there is a spot as far as pure defensive tackle. So for me, considering trying to get the most out of this guy up here, Aaron Donald, for a few more years, you're going to need backup. So Bobby Brown, imperative uh, that no, not only do you play more, but you play well when you're in there and be like Greg Gaines, be like Sebastian Joseph Day. When you get the job, when you get some reps, you become a starter more sooner than later because, like you said, at some point. You may start to lose people in front of you, and you are the guy in L.A. Well, I also think someone has to take on that Ashawn Robinson role, that strong side DT that's taking double teams. Let's remember, the Niners didn't run the ball because of him. Couldn't run it. It was because he was taking on two and three guys, getting off blocks and making tackles. That's going to open everything up for Aaron because if Aaron has to do that, it takes away from his ability to pass us because he's tired, right? He's wasting energy doing things that we need someone else to do. So it's important to figure out what your role is, embrace that role, and be great at it. And again, we just you just mentioned like three or four dudes mm-hmm. that the Rams have literally developed – Mm-hmm. You know, while other guys are playing, making plays. That's a deep room. That D-line room is deep. Don't sleep on Jake Funk, though. I okay, make this. your case. You, I, just I think this. it's three I'm different not, times now. The, guy, the guy's that. versatile. The guy's versatile. McVay likes versatile. They, are, you, are you talking about stepping into a Sony Michelle type role? Are you talking more special teams? Third, third down running back? Absolutely. Uh, a package, a, a matchup situation where if you load the box, he can beat you out of the backfield via pass. If you keep two men on the roof, two safeties on the roof, the guy mm-hmm. is a credible running back. That is a problem for any defense, especially with a coach and a coordinator that knows how to use that. That fits here. So don't sleep. If he stays healthy, do not sleep. But that's, that's four dudes, though. Yeah, yeah. That's four dudes you got in that room now. You got Cam Akers who can do it. Right. Daryl Henderson, obviously Sonny Michelle, what he was able to do. That's, that's four cats. Like, we were talking about it on the phone. You were like, maybe running back. 
if you're saying Jake Funk, that's that's a deep running back room. Well, we'll see about Sony. Yeah, we'll see, yeah. but still, that's a deep running back room, though, with three dudes that you can yeah. count on. I'm going to point to uh, Jacob Harris and Ben Skoranek. Since mm. you mentioned special teams, uh, we'll see whether or not the Rams uh, add to their punting competition this weekend mm-hmm. through the draft or through college free agency. But I'm looking forward to having the two best gunners in the National Football League <laughs> on punt cover. No matter who's replacing Johnny Hecker next season, there should be some long field. Skoranek smashed that dude from Tampa Bay. Oh. That kind of set the tone, too. Early in the game, that punt, it was like, and the guy was like, oh, I don't want to play no more. You need those guys. See, Benny Sko is the type of dude, you love him because he's on your team. Yeah. If he was playing someplace else, oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> Pretty good actor, too, as no we doubt. saw in, in On the Clock. I'll give you guys a chance for a closing thought. Uh, one place that I wanted to land mm. is, is a welcome to Los Angeles type of sentiment for whoever mm-hmm. uh, the newest Rams are. I think they're landing in a pretty good position, right? When you look at the coaching staff, the organization, the leadership. Um, if you choose football with this staff, and I mean staff, coaches, trainers, uh, everything, player development, you have a chance to become the next Darius Williams. You have a chance to go on and earn that next contract, be it here in Los Angeles or elsewhere. I think under McVeigh and Sneed, this has become one of the most desirable destinations, I think, for players and their representatives. It's a special place, and you're, you're coming in at a special time. Be ready to work. Um, and that's the toughest thing. I was going to say this, Murray's. Uh, for the for the new guys, freshmen either come in on a national championship team or rookies that come in on a Super Bowl team. This ain't how it is. This is just how the other guys built it up to be. So you have to appreciate where you are and how hard it is to get to this point. But like I said, I agree with your point. Look at what we're looking at. Look at this view. This is Los Angeles. That's another good tack on. Oh, by the way, you yeah. get to play home games at SoFi Stadium. Not the defending worst. champs here yeah. and. Uh, do it once here, you're awesome. Do it twice in the city, you're a god. So that's what is that's what's at stake right now for this football team. Um, and I agree with what most of the when you talk to some of the players, uh, they ain't done yet. And I, I'm I'm starting to believe them. Um, one is great. This was awesome, but there's more out there for this football team. Yeah, for me, I, I think this place isn't just for players, but coaches as well, right? Think about sure. all the, mm-hmm. the tree, the, the, the McVay tree that's been out, right? And which opens up doors for other guys. Uh, the receiver that we had that went to Cincinnati, he, used to, he played receiver for them a little bit. I forget his name. Uh, you got to help me out here. Oh, uh, Mike. Yeah. Mike Thomas? Mike, Mike Thomas. Thomas. Yeah, yeah, right. So there's other opportunity. When you come here, coaches leave. Mm-hmm. People pluck from here, right? So as a player, you get an opportunity to learn. You get, teach, you get taught. Mm-hmm. And then the coach leaves. And then guess what? Come on with me. I, want, I need you to help me, right? And, and that's what happens. And so when you build something like that, and, and which, is, which is crazy that Sean McVay and Leslie, they've been able to keep winning on top of losing LaFleur, losing Greg Olson, now he's back, losing uh, Zach Taylor, losing coaches over and over again uh, to keep this going. That those, those coaches open other doors for your players and what they're looking for and what they're trying to uh, build. And so, uh, to me, yes, it's desirable because everyone gets an opportunity to play if you're good enough, right? Now, not a lot of teams can say that. Like, you know, they're like, oh, you're good, but like, no, here, if you're good enough, hmm. we will find a role for you to touch this rock or we'll find a role for you on defense or on special teams to make plays. And, and then the other part, I think, is the way they do it. It's not a lot of yelling. Hmm. Not a lot of belittling. Well, Aaron yelled a little bit last yeah, year. Yeah, yeah, but yeah. but Aaron, it's not the coaches. Coaches aren't belittling players. Yeah, yeah. They're doing it in a different way, and you're seeing the response from the team. So when you come in here, understand it's different. It's not it's probably not what you're used to. Which, as a coach now, I'm definitely not Sean McVay style. I'm a little more in your face, a little more rugged, because <laughs> I played running back. You got to be rugged at the running back position. But 
it's a different way. Embrace it. Mm-hmm. Work hard. Study the playbook because it's tough. And be ready to go. And I think if you do that, man, anybody that comes here has a chance to play. And I can't wait to see what it is. I promise I wasn't dozing off. I was just looking to see what business I had to take no, care of before we're done here. Mm-hmm. I did pay about as much attention as uh, to one of your mock drafts, though. So <laughs> sorry about that. How many hey. quarterbacks in the top ten? Four? That was my last I one, man. It. Spice it up, baby. You got the first one. Is, talking. Yeah. Hey, that, hey. That's on the short list. And one of the best things about being yeah. with a team that goes on to win the Super Bowl is it's the shortest mock draft season you'll yes. ever have. Thank God. That's the way it should be, right? Well, it's better when the Rams don't have, I don't have to put a ring for the Rams. I can say the Niners trade Debo to the Chiefs and then, wow. you know, get him on out of this division as well. Even though the Rams are not selecting today or scheduled to select, uh, once day one of the NFL draft does conclude, Les and Sean will address the media from here at the Rocket Mortgage Rams Draft House, and we will bring that to you live on all our show- social platforms. Then tomorrow and Saturday, day two and three, we will join you live with our reactions to the selections the Rams do make. And we'll be joined by general manager Les Snead and head coach Sean McVay as well. Thank you, MJD. Good to see you. Good to see you. DeMarco Farr. Axel Foley's over there. Are we all, are we all going Blazers tomorrow? I don't you know, think I, I have think a blazer should, at my you know, house. You're defending champs, man. Come on now. That's why we get dressed like this. <laughs> Make everyone else dress up. They're trying to come to us. We own the Come place. on now. We own the place. They're coming to us to get the money. $9,000 a day for this house. Come on, put on a jacket. How many, I do. How, how many are you securing for us post-draft? What? Securing what? We'll talk about that off air. <laughs> Thank you for joining us for this 2022 pre-draft special between the horns presented by your Southern California Toyota dealers.